welcome back to another Daily Walk. Today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about privacy and digital privacy as a Christian. Uh, this was an interesting discussion that I was involved in when I was out at the uh, conference talking with somebody. And, um, you know, we were talking about different devices and she's like, turns off the iPhone. I said, there, it's turned off. I said, eh, not really. That thing can still listen and Bluetooth is still enabled and all these types of things. I said, you know, you have to put in a Faraday box if you don't want people listening in. And uh, she says, well, I don't have anything to hide. Of course, that's the big trope that uh, is problematic. I, I say, yeah, you actually have a lot to hide. You're a Christian. You are a person that professes Christ, and if you're living the true gospel, the world doesn't like you. And then, of course, it's, it's God's timing. You know, like, I'm the five-point Calvinist. I'm the one you're supposed to accuse of being a, a fatalist here, okay? And I'm not. Um, the reality is, yes, God's timing plays into effect, but yes, we always have to take the precautions. And to do this, there's no one single scriptural verse. There is a lot of broad principle, and this is why you need to constantly be reading your scriptures. You can understand what's between the verses. You can understand the the mindset of God and the mindset of the Christian life. Because it's not just living by the verses. Oh, this verse says this verse I do. But let's go ahead and start with a verse. And um, this one is, God does not give us a, a spirit of fear and timidity, but of, of power. And uh, this is a, an important verse because if you're talking about privacy, I'm scared that the government's going to track me down. Yes, that verse applies to you and you're living it the wrong way. Because as a Christian, we need not fear what the government is going to do. We need not fear that they are going to look for the people that offend them. We need not fear the circumstances. But does this mean that you march down the street declaring that you're the enemy in, in enemy territory during war? Of course you don't. You take all the precautions that you can. You do as Nehemiah suggests. You, you pray to your God and you post a guard. You stand ready for action, but you still give God all of the grace and all of the prayer that you need. And then you need to live your life. So what we're going to look at here is the various letters. Looking, for example, at James and the letters of Peter. James begins his letter to the 12 tribes in the dispersion. Is specifically the word that is used there in Greek and in English translations. The diaspora. And um, Peter writes his the same way. Uh, to those who receive the, the grace is the same kind as ours, okay, or the faith is the same, same kind of ours, to the, to the tribes. Now, these two letters were the letters that were written more out to the, uh, more out to the, the Jewish Christians rather than the Gentile Christians. Paul's letters being more geared towards the Gentile Christians. And so, uh, with that, what we're going to look at here is we have to ask this question, what is the dispersion that James is referencing here? Well, this was the persecution brought on by none other than Paul. All right, so Paul goes in and he persecutes the church. He gets the letter to drag Christians off to the council. People are getting excluded from the church by uh, just by the merit of the uh, what they believe about God and of Jesus. And so what's happening now is that Paul, 
uh, Paul begins this persecution. And this is around Acts 9-ish or so, right? And uh, when you look at the, what's going on there, the disciples decide to remain in Jerusalem because it is their task to hold and establish and solidify that church in Jerusalem. But what does everyone else do? They disperse. That is the dispersion that James is writing to, remembering that James becomes the main leader in that church in Jerusalem. So he writes this to the dispersion, to the 12 tribes dispersed abroad. That's exactly what it says. Why are they doing that? Why are they dispersing abroad? Because there's this great persecution. They're not running because they fear the government. They're running to spread the gospel to the world. That is exactly what is going on. And so as we look at the modern world and the large amounts of censorship and the large amounts of digital tracking and all of the things going on in our current world, we as Christians have to be first and foremost cognizant of the privacy factors surrounding us because if we are not, we are going to open ourselves up to faster persecution, faster collection, faster rounding up. This is the exact reason why those people were running and why the letters were being written out to them. We have to get out there and we have to focus on spreading the gospel and we cannot do that if we are all in the gulags. And so if you are a Christian, yes, that is the very first thing that you have to hide is you have to hide that you're a Christian. What does this mean? Well, when you're using your devices, your computers, you need to focus on privacy-respecting things. You need to focus on what search engines, what web browsers, what computers, what devices. My entire channel, my larger channel, I imagine most of my audience here is aware of my other channel. If you are not, I have a whole channel with thousands of subscribers where we talk about these privacy-related things called Switched to Linux. And it's not all just, hey, uh, geeky computer systems. We do a lot of discussions back and forth in here talking about switching to Linux as a means of privacy. But we talk a lot more about apps and we talk about ways you're being tracked and how to avoid being tracked in light of things. And so the one thing I want to mention as Christians is most of you are probably have on your phone like the Bible Gateway or the U version. Those two apps collect the same amount of data as every other big data thing. They feed it up into the same exact big data partners and that data can be used to de-anonymize you. So that data is very easily linked to advertising profiles that can be tracked down by these big tech companies that government is regularly buying from. And so if you're out there using these applications and these versions and you're going, oh, I'm, I got my Bible verse and you're reading all this. Well, at one point in time, they say it is now illegal to use such Bible verse, version apps. The government buys the data and then they reverse uh, anonymize it so that they can figure out who's using it. Well, you may very well get that knock at your door because you're caught of, uh, you have all the digital footprint of constantly reading the Bible on the internet. Now, is that coming down the pipeline? Actually faster than you think. But that being said, what can you do? You can use applications on these devices that do not track back. Now, does it have every single version? Of course not, because of licensing reasons. Many of them you can purchase if you want like the NIV. I'm pretty sure you can buy it. I use the Ann Bible for Android uh, because it is a look for any application for your device that uses the sword modules. 
And then you can, there's a large repository of free open access to sword module devices, including old literatures, several Bible translations, usually older, more public domain ones, but also like NASB, they put theirs out so you can download those on the sword modules. There was a time you could get ESV, I'm not sure if you can anymore, um, but there's a lot of different versions that you can get. And uh, even if you're like, well, I can't get my favorite version, you know what? Switch versions for privacy. Um, there's a val there's validity to that. And so using these, the only way those things will go on the internet or track or log anything you're doing is if you are explicitly downloading things, which by the way, you can download those resources onto the Tor network, for example, and sideload them into any device utilizing a sword module. And so using those simple steps, you can get access to all of the same tools that you need for accessing the scripture. It is independent of the internet and nobody is collecting any data about what verses you're reading, how often you're doing it and things like that, because that is useful data for the enemy. So we do not, out of fear, we do not seek privacy that they're going to, you know, we're going to hide in a corner and seek privacy and, and they can't ever find us. That's not the purpose of the dispersion either. But we have to do everything we can to remain on the earth as long as we can to spread the gospel to as many as we can. And we can't do that if we're rotting in a gulag. And yes, I do believe that God is in control of all of this, but the human element does bear with it itself a, a degree of responsibility. And if all we're going to do is sit in a corner and never preach the gospel to anyone out of fear of persecution, yeah, we're not we're not saved. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that uh, because we must be bare fruit as a Christian. And so privacy is important. I want you thinking about this. What are those steps you can do for privacy? You can have a look at the various content I have on Switch to Linux where we talk about that kind of stuff and simple steps and things like that. So with that, thanks for watching everybody. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>